0: Uh, part four of our series called the Family Survival Kit. Today's message is entitled, If Mom Ain't Happy. Now finish this sentence for me. If mama ain't happy, nobody nobody ain't happy. <laughs> no, that's not where I was going with that. If mama ain't happy, make her happy. I mean, that's common sense to me. What's this? It ain't nobody happy. <laughs> Probably ain't nobody happy, but that's why. Make her happy. (laughs) Let's watch a video real quick before I get started. Lights. This spring, only one hero can save her family. prevent disaster mom we're gonna be late for school i don't think so whoa experience the phenomenon that critics are calling inspiring mom i can't find number 17 come on billy dig deep a lot of fun genius. Mom, where's my phone? Table. Keys. Bedroom. Dragon Man. Under the couch between the monkey and the flip-flop. How does she do that? Created by God to demonstrate his love with grace, elegance, and poise. torch alright let's give our moms a big round of applause oh my mom <laughs> many of you know my mom sitting in, in the front row here with us today when I was about 17 I'll tell you a story I'm six years older my brother he was 11 some guy at my high school he tried to Civilized me a little bit, I guess, and started teaching me how to play golf. And so I got on the high school golf team and everything. I wasn't that good at it at first. But I remember I would go down to McKellar all the time, play golf, and I started teaching my little brother how to play. Well, Mama found out me and my little brother were playing. Mama wants to play. I was like, I don't know, Mama. They got this stuff in golf called etiquette. You can't just... You can't just kick people's ball around. There's no talking while people are putting, and there's all these rules. You wouldn't understand, Mom. I don't think you should go, because I'm just now learning all this etiquette myself. But Mama insists on going, so we take her and we tee off on the first green, and we shank our balls all over the place, and we're out there getting them. And I'm telling everybody about it. now. Be careful. You act different on the golf course now. You know this ain't a contact sport, Heath. You know he's and so we and we hit our first shots, and we get down there a couple ways. And in all reality, the next person hitting is not supposed to hit into you, right? They're supposed to let you get out of the way first. Well, these guys are probably a little perturbed that we're taking, a, you know, 24 hours to get to the first green. So they go ahead and tee off, and their ball comes dribbling past us. And I said, I was, you know, I was trying to keep it to myself, but I was saying, that ain't right. Mama says, what do you mean? I said, they're not supposed to hit into us like that. And so we go ahead and hit our balls, and we get up near the green. Next thing, they, they hit their second shot onto the green, rolls by us while we're ain't even just got on the green. And, and I was just about to voice my frustration when Mama comes by and zips up that guy's ball and takes off down the fairway <laughs> with some very colorful, unetiquette language, I might add. Don't you know nothing about golf etiquette? <laughs> <laughs> on the first hole, she couldn't even make it to the... That's mama. (laughs) So mamas may lose their patience. Mamas may lose their minds sometimes because they're regular human beings. They just seem to to do it with style. (laughs) So we're going to talk about moms today, but we're not going to talk about, we're not going to, Pretend that moms aren't regular human beings. Okay, we're going to see what the standard of God is about what moms are, and we're going to talk about the potential that is in a woman to be this great mother and this great wife and everything that God pretends. I mean, uh, intends. <laughs> but but so as we say these things, and if if you know you don't match up or what, just keep quiet about it. Nobody's going to know. You know. And don't take it hard. God always sets the standards high, and we just have to live with the tension from where we are in between to his standards, okay? And so, just like I've been saying all series, don't anybody take any of this as condemnation. We're going to talk about the ideal mom, and we know there's probably no ideal moms in here, okay? So we're all in this boat together. We've all fallen short of God's glorious standard. But we are forgiven, thanks to the Lord. Because mamas, I mean, y'all got so many roles to play in the first place. I mean, it's hard to be good at any one thing when you're doing a thousand things all at the same time. You're a a diaper sniffer and a snot wiper. (laughs) One moment you're baking in an easy bake oven with your kids, the next day you're taping an ankle for your, your football boy, you know. You got all these different things you're involved in. You're the keeper of all knowledge in the house like that woman. She knew where everything was. But at the same time, you're the third base coach on the Little League team. You can bring home the bacon, and you can fry it up in the pan. <laughs> All while in high heels with snot on your collar, you know. And that's just on Monday. That's not even getting to Tuesday and the rest of the week. So you guys are busy. We understand that. Moms seem to spend about 50% of their energy in on their job, you know. And then they spend... The other 50% on their husband. Then they spend the other 50% on their children. And then they got another 50% on posting their children's pictures on Instagram. (laughs) I'm starting to see the problem, moms. You don't have any more energy to give. You got too many things going on. So in light of all this, here at Passion Church, we have decided to give you a whole day. (laughs) Look at your mom if she's here and say, you get a whole day. It's called Mother's Day, right? So let's examine that ideal mom. Go ahead and turn with me if you would and we'll see what God says. in Proverbs chapter 31. Proverbs chapter 31. When you get there, say amen. If you can't find it, say, oh me. (laughs) Verse 10. Who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Her husband can... Her husband can trust her, and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good and not harm all the days of her life. So the first thing we see about a woman, a a mother, is a good mom is a good wife. Well, that's odd. What does being a good wife have to do with being a good mother? Everything. (laughs) Everything. Theodore Hesburgh says the most important thing a father can do for his children is to love their mother. You've probably heard that. Well, I think it would work the other way around, too. The most important thing a mother can do for her children is to love their father. Why? Because it's all about setting an example for the family, for future generations. This is how it's supposed to look in the house. You know, those vows things that we said when we got married, we meant them. And so, loving your husband wife makes you a virtuous woman. Are you virtuous and capable? Can your husband trust you to do him good as long as you both shall live? Then you're more precious than rubies. Amen? Men, we have an assignment today. As we look at these things, we're going to learn how to keep mama happy. Because if mama ain't happy... We're going to make her happy. <laughs> it's easy to say that other one, ain't it? <laughs> well, we all want to be happy, right? So let's make mama happy. We can start by appreciating her as a wife. Okay, so she's, she does a few things wrong. Don't you do a few things wrong? <laughs> Is there any perfect husbands in here? Then you might have room to talk. But no, hey. Appreciate the things that she is doing right. Let her know that you appreciate her trying, and, and, and it'll go a long way towards helping her to want to try more. You know, God asked Adam what he thought about his new wife. Adam said, whoa, man. And we've been calling y'all whoa, man ever since. <laughs> right? Should be excited about your wife. It's a good thing. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. Okay, going down to verse 13. Continuing on in our text, we're going to stay in chapter 31 all day here, so keep your books open. She finds wool and flax and busily spins it. She's like a merchant ship, bringing her food from afar. I saw her drive down to Getwell to get some Dairy Queen the (laughs) other day, you know. Clear all the way down. But She will go to... She will... Put the food on the table, you know. She gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plan the day's work for her servant girls. Mama's got a plan for the house. Because mom is a homemaker by nature. I'm, I'm not trying to be sexist or anything. I'm just telling you the way it is. Traditionally, moms are the managers of household affairs. So men, how can we make mama happy? Let them run with it. Give them our support. Be glad. Give them the resources to do their job well. Family, children, if there's any left in here, how do you keep mama happy? Praise mama for trying to help make your house a home. See, she's doing a good thing. A lot of men think they've misread the Bible and think they're the head of the house. That's what most women have to do. Let them keep thinking that. But no, usually it's the women that are head of the household. He's the head of the family, and he makes the you know can make the final decisions if there's a tie or something. But typically, and it, all that submitting stuff, you know, submit to to your husbands. Well, right before that, it says submit to one another. So I have learned, and I'm just sharing. I shouldn't get off the cuff here on stuff like this, but. My wife said, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> but I have learned that Angie has her strengths and I have mine. I let her have her strengths. She, she has better opinions about most stuff. She's got more knowledge than me about most stuff. I would be a fool to, to silence her and say, I'm the boss around here. That's not the way God set it up. She is your helpmate. Y'all are supposed to come together. Her, her plan is just as valuable as your plan. A wise leader is going to listen you know, to what his wife has to say, and and uh, praise her. Another thing you can do is don't make, don't beg, her, uh, don't make her beg you to do your share around the house. Just because you know, she, oh, she's in charge of the house, she's got to do all the housework. <laughs> that ain't how it works, is it? It's your house too, as Mama will point out when it's time to do the dishes. It's your house too. Galatians 6.5 in the English Standard Version says, for we each will have to bear his own load. Life just works it better that way when one person isn't stressed out and having to do everything. Boy, I'm going to get in such trouble when I get home. Huh? I don't know why I have opened this can of worms. But guys, just so you know, when mama says, I think we ought to paint this room. That doesn't just mean she wants the walls colored different. That means she's going to want to change the decor. <laughs> oh, well, we got to have new furniture because the furniture doesn't go with the new color. And the flooring isn't going to go with that new furniture. And the lighting in here, we should do, you know, wall plates, the couch. And pretty soon she has it the way she wants it and she looks next door and says, but the room next door doesn't flow. Right? So when she says, I'm going to paint that wall, that is a good time to say, you know, i got to be at work. (laughs) (laughs) She's been hinting around about painting another wall. Look, I don't have money for another house (laughs) remodeling. Verse 16, moving right along. She goes to inspect a field and buys it. And with her earnings, she plants a vineyard. So listen, all that talk about mama don't know how to do business, and the men supposed to be the ones in the labor force or whatever, look like Mama's doing pretty good. She can buy a field and she can start a business right here. She's energetic and strong. I'm not saying that's what she should do. I'm just saying it's a, if that's what she want to do, let mama do what she want to do. She's energetic, strong, a hard worker. She makes sure her dealings are profitable. Her lamp burns late into the night. And her hands are busy spinning thread and her fingers twisting fiber. Mama is a provider. I know daddy's, you know, typically seen as the provider, but mamas can be a provider too. And daddies don't get jealous if mama's bringing home more bacon than you are. Like that's a bad thing. What's wrong with you? Well, I would I mean... That would be, I mean that <laughs> This is not going to be a good series for me It's like if I say something I'm in trouble And if I don't say something I'm in trouble <laughs> But face it man. Our wives are generally smarter, more capable, and better looking, and there's a good chance that they'll be more successful than we are. We should just rejoice that they want to use their gifts and talents to bring, you know, into the family's bottom line. That's a good thing. They're blessing. Let them be a blessing. Don't stop being knuckleheads, you know. (laughs) Verse 20. She extends a helping hand to the poor, and she opens her arms to the needy. She has no fear. Of winter, for her household, for everyone is warm clothes. She makes her own bedspreads, dressed in fine linen and purple gowns. Mama is a nurturer at heart. Her compassion compels her to help the needy. She has a heart for people. She cares about details in other people's lives, probably more so. You know, women, their brains are firing on all cylinders at once. You know, they can be thinking about eight different situations at once. And so their compassion level is, is like every time I want to make a decision in the church and I run it past Angie, it's like she thinks about, I mean, I bet every one of your faces come up in her brain. She's thinking about computing real quick like a, a computer. What are they going to think? What are they going to think? How's that going to affect them? You know? And I was like, we can't even make a decision around here because she, she cares about er, what everybody thinks. That's just her nature to care about what's going on. Well, how's it going to make you feel? I'm a man. I'd run all of you off. I'd be pre- pre- preaching to myself, you know, if it wasn't for Angie. <laughs> I'd just be making all kind of decisions, but she keeps me in check, and that's the way it's supposed to work. Her strengths are supposed to com- uh, complement my weaknesses. And thank goodness, because I got plenty for her to complement. <laughs> of course, moms are notorious about taking care of their babies, their children. They never give up on their children. They always forgive their children. They thank the best of their children. They're inviting their children to come back and live in the house when they're 40 and 50, and Daddy said, We just got them out of here when they were 35. (laughs) (sighs) Mamas care about their baby's boo-boos, you know. Dads be like, it up, boy, walk it off and pick up your foot over there. You act like you never got run over by a train before. Come on, <laughs> daddies have no compassion, mamas carry the compassion in the family because it's needed, it balances out, you know. Right? There's a true story a young mother traveling through South Wales with her baby was caught in a fierce snowstorm, they didn't arrive at their destination as soon as they were able. They were sent out a a search party, and they found the mother dead in the snow drift. Miraculously, though, the baby was still alive. They couldn't believe it, but they realized that the mother had taken off her outer garments and covered the baby with them. And then she had mounted herself over the baby to keep the baby warm. It cost her her life. And that child, true story, was David Lord George. You ever heard of him? I didn't say his name right. David Lloyd George. He was a prime minister of Great Britain and one of England's greatest statesmen. He went on to change the world, but he wouldn't have been there to go on to change the world if it wouldn't have been for Mama. Or gave her life for him in that snowdrift that day. That's what Mamas do. You want to make Mama happy? Celebrate Mama's compassion. Let her love. Don't make fun of her for caring. For about people. That's just the way they are. Another thing, that's why they carry such a big spiritual load in the church typically because they care. And men, we're busy about got our hand to the plow and not looking up. But men, we can't let or, or put all the workload, the spiritual workload on our wives. They can't do all the praying in the church and all the outreaches and all the fundraisers. And all the, f- now, our church is not like that. I've never seen a church where the men are stronger than our church. Our church, we're liable to have more. I think for years we had more men praying than women. And that, but that is unusual. So guys, thank you for putting on your big boy pants and carrying the spiritual load in our church. Thank you for helping your wives. This is a women. This is a good church to be in because I've I've seen or heard about other churches where the women are the only ones that do anything in the church. But it's not true here, certainly not true here. So that's one thing you can do if you see her carrying too much of the spiritual load, help her. And teenagers, here's one thing you can do to help Mama. Don't make her drag you out of bed on Sundays. (laughs) All right? Just thought I'd throw one at you. I wrote this, I think it's on your sheet, you might have something to fill out there. Give Mama time to rest decompress like I already mentioned this morning and recharge her spiritual batteries invest in her spiritual health and your family will reap the benefits beyond measure I often find Angie in her prayer closet she watched that movie and just like almost all the women that I know they went to their closet and threw all their their clothes on the the dad's side and threw (laughs) her shoes over there and cleaned it out (laughs) you did too Put a chair in there. Put candles. We didn't had the fire department come three times. No. She's got a board with your name on it somewhere, and and you know people she's praying for, Bibles laid out, and everything. What's the name of that movie? War room. She's got a war room going in our closet. I mean, she's often in there. I don't I don't interrupt Mama when she's talking to God. I don't come in there and say, Hey, I need a sandwich. I am respectful that that she's having a conversation with God. That's probably a little bit beyond my pay range, you know. I'm staying out of that. And I'm glad because she's recharging her spiritual batteries that way she can put up with me once she comes out. She's much nicer to me. <laughs> she is. I let let her recharge. Let mama have downtime. You know, that's what, You see these videos about the mama has to lock the door in the bathroom and sit on the toilet, you know, and and try to get a moment of peace. Don't let it be like that. Provide for your wife to have some downtime. Send her away. Have a mama's night out or whatever they do. Verse 23. Her husband is well known at the city gates where he sits with the other civic leaders. She makes belted linen garments and sashes to sell to the merchants. Mama is a helpmeet for the daddy. God told us about that way back in Genesis 2 verse 18. says the Lord God said it's not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. Now like I said. God's plan for dad is not more important than God's plan for mom. It's just that God's plan for dad requires some help. And dad, dads need more help with their plan okay. Does that make sense? And really, when they come together, your plans should meld. Like I said, her strengths, my weaknesses, and, and vice versa. And you come together, and God begins. God doesn't do things like that in the marriage relationship. He does things like this. And so you should be on the same page. If you're not, then you're somebody's not hearing from God, or, or maybe both of you are not even listening to God. You should be coming together and finding out God's plan for mommy and daddy. And... Uh, And I wrote this Behind every good man is Probably a trail of dirty clothes (laughs) But in front of him is probably a good woman Clearing the path for his greatness That's why he's well known in the city gates You know what I'm saying? That's why he sits with the civic leaders Because there's a good woman clearing the path And making him uh, Available to do those kind of things She's making the belted linen garments and sashes To sell to the merchants And the merchants are the ones he's sitting with In the civic gate So she's making, she's making her husband look good that's, that's why most guys get married So they have somebody make them look good Verse 25 She is clothed with strength And dignity And she laughs without fear of the future When she speaks, her words are wise and she gives instructions with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. She's closed with strength. She's not afraid. She's watching over her household. She is a mama bear. (laughs) Just like mama turned into a bear on the first hole of that golf course. She is a mama bear. Don't mess with mama's babies. Don't hit a golf ball at mama's babies. She will, (laughs) you better watch out. And then the verse says that mamas are wise enough to give instructions with kindness. That's a lot better than daddy. Because I said so, that's why. (laughs) Another thing this tells me, she doesn't suffer from laziness. Face it, guys. Mama is going to outwork you. She's going to be doing something at the sink, running water so you can't hear the TV. She's going to be going back and forth to the washing machine or whatever that thing is in that room i never been in. <laughs> whatever, it, I'm scared to go back there. But anyway, that's going to be going on long after I'm asleep in the Lazy Boy, okay? Mama is going to outwork you. She has more energy. I don't know where she gets it from. She just, God knew she would need it. So how do we keep Mama happy? Don't take advantage of mama and her kindness. Can you get me some tea? I don't even have a sandwich over here. <laughs> Is there any of those funions left? And you just sitting there the whole time, you know. <laughs> Tell mama you love her and appreciate her. Teenagers, children. <laughs> Daddy, encourage mama to sit down sometime. There's an idea. I know there's probably only one, loud, one lazy boy in your house, right? <laughs> Buy another one. And encourage mama to sit down sometimes. Here's a wild, radical thought, and please do not send me cards and, <clears throat> and write bad Facebook posts about what this or anything, fellas. But let her hold the remote one time. <laughs> Just let her try it. She <laughs> oh, my goodness. I got kicked out of the, the men's club on that one. I, I'm not welcome next Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've lost friendships over that. But. Oh, by the way, next Thursday night, man, we're having grilled chicken in the back parking lot. <laughs> It's only because we want to give mom a night off. Oh, I'm not. We are. I knew I was going to get in trouble. One way or another, on one side of the aisle or the other, I don't know. Hey, uh, Pastor David Vinson will be ministering here Thursday night, man. So it'll be awesome if you don't know who he is. You don't want to miss that. Verse 28, huh? That's right. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you too surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. Mama, you may not always get your due, but with my greatest gratitude, I salute you. Men, why don't we stand to our feet and give these mothers in here a round of applause? Stand and praise her. Stand and praise the mothers in this room. This is your one day, women. Soak it up. Daddy's day's coming. No. <laughs> it's hard to. Do. Okay, sit down before y'all get me in trouble. <laughs> when I was eight years old, my little brother was probably two, I guess. My mama loaded us up in a yellow Chevy Vega in Shaw, Mississippi. and We headed off to the big city of Memphis and we put everything about life we knew in the rearview mirror. We spent what little money we had to get in an apartment. The big city scared me. I was a little boy. I was afraid. I didn't know nothing about this. But I can imagine how mama must have felt being a single mom with two two little kids going to the big town, but she knew there wasn't nothing for us in Shaw. And so we tried to make the best of it. We were like the pre oil Beverly Hillbillies <laughs> come to town, you know. <laughs> we took advantage of every freebie in the city. You know, we swam down there at that, that concrete pond that they had, a department an complex, and we went to the drive-in movie theaters. We didn't have the money to pay for it, but we... we parked across the street and watched it without sound. <coughs> we lived in apartments all around Whitehaven for years and Mama finally uh, worked her way up the corporate ladder and, and saved up enough money and got us her first little house. You know, We were still dirt poor by most standards but we were just too dumb to know it and so let us go. We just had fun with it. We enjoyed life you know, on our little street there. When I graduated Mama felt like, there was still greatness left in her. So she moved to the big city of Orlando because she wanted to work at Disney World. <laughs> and so she did. She worked at Disney World. Um, she got on at the Orlando Police Department because whatever she wants to do, she just does it, if you know my mama. <laughs> she worked there for 15 years. And I'm telling you, when her time there was through and she wanted to come back and live where the grandkids lived, we went with a rider truck down there to get her. And she <laughs> She had won two times the uh, Volunteer of the Year for the whole city of Orlando. One person won it twice. She had won some award from the police chief that no civilian had ever won before. And And these were awards given out by the mayor. And before she left, they threw her a party. The deputy mayor showed up and spoke. I mean, it was... I thought that when we drove out of town in that rider truck with all her stuff that we were going to have a police motorcade. (laughs) I mean, I was so impressed at the impact a little single mom from Shaw, Mississippi had made on the big city of Orlando. Mom, you can do whatever's in your heart to do. God can give you the ability. But you know what I remember most about my mama growing up? Just the little things. I remember laying in her bed and putting my head on her hip and us watching Starsky and Hutch together. (laughs) Charlie's Angels or whatever it was, happened to be on TV that night. Will you go get me a tab? Okay, Mama. You know. I remember waiting on her to get home from work every day after I got off of school. And I was good till it got 5.01 and Mama wasn't home yet because Mama was usually home at 5. If it was 5.02, my heart started beating. Where's Mama? I was a little scared boy and I wanted Mama to come home. And that's all the way up until high school. I remember how she made us feel loved and protected, provided for, how she came to my baseball games and everything that she could to kind of support what I was doing. You know, anything that I ever accomplished in my life, it really didn't even seem to count until I could tell Mama. When I told Mama, then it became real. I had somebody to share it with. Mama, you've been an extraordinary mom. I know I don't tell you near enough. I love you. I know you're not a perfect mom. But like I said, <laughs> nobody is. <laughs> she has always been there. And she's get she gave grace to a little boy and she gave comfort and, and a sense that I could change the world and I, and she set the example that I could do anything that I wanted to do in my life and that's something a boy can't get anywhere else besides from his mama so I love you and happy Mother's Day alright we're about to close You know, the first word that most of us probably ever spoke was Mama, Mama, Mama. The last word on the lips of many dying soldiers has been what? Mama, Mama. It's quoted, it was said that no one is poor who has a godly mother. I remember my mother's prayers and they have always followed me. They have clung to me all my life. All that I am or hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. That was said by Abraham Lincoln. Mama is always in the heart of her children. Mama is always in the heart of her children from beginning to end. Mother Mary was there in that meager manger, and she was there at that old rugged cross. And she got Jesus to his destination because that's what mamas do. That's what mamas do. And God wanted me to remind you of one thing. If I said nothing else that made any sense to you today. Jesus took care of mama. His first command from the cross was take care of mama. John, take care of mama. So when we leave here today, what are we going to do? Take care of mama. We're going to make mamas happy.